Hey, welcome back to the Brink of Reality podcast. I am your host, Ryan Brink, sitting in the chair, probably for the last time this year and this season, uh, chatting to the winner of Survivor 41, Erica. And this is really exciting. I did this one first, did five podcasts today. This is the one I actually recorded first and got up really, really, really early, set the alarm uh, while it was still dark to get up and do this one. But I am so grateful that I did. It is really excellent to get insight into Erica's game, uh, her strategy. She talks about representation, which is so huge on this season and for this cast. And I am so happy for Erica as the winner of Survivor 41. We've talked about it, dropped the four, add the one a new era of Survivor. And to me, Erica is a great representation of what the new era of Survivor can look like. Um, so super excited for you to all hear this uh, excellent interview. If this is the first one you listen to and you can see the feed of other podcasts down there, check them all out. I highly recommend the Ricard one as well, which gives some great insights. He is delightful and uh, you're not going to be disappointed by listening to that podcast. So check them out. Um, but just while I have the opportunity, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast during the whole season. It has been a bit of a labor of love, but I've really enjoyed doing it this season, especially, and reconnecting with US Survivor, especially after a bit of hiatus, has been amazing. So, thank you for that. Thank you, everyone, for been checking it out. And I hope you enjoy my chat with Erica. Hey, Erica, how are you going? I'm great. Oh my gosh, you're hanging out with my oh, bestie. This is, this is great. I how did you how did you celebrate last night? Because it was so unique. Obviously, the first time in 40 seasons that we haven't had a live reunion. So how did you how did you celebrate the win? Honestly, I just threw a massive party. I got dressed up. Um, no one in my family and no one in my life knew that I won. I kept this secret for months. So it was so much fun to bring together all my family and friends and have them cheering and just instantly start bawling their eyes out when they realized I had won and that I had known the entire time. Yeah, that is so cool. And it's such a unique one as well, because obviously like the survivors over the years maybe have an inkling whether they win or they don't win. But for you, you've known and had to sit on that secret for, for like months at this point. Like how, how do you do that? How did you feel going into the season knowing that you are the winner, but having to keep that secret the whole time? It's so weird. I mean, in terms of my family and friends, I wanted to keep the secret because I wanted them to have the surprise at the end. I wanted them to see my entire journey. Um, and it was really worth it to see how excited they were. Um, and I think that watching the show and knowing I was the winner, it's it's such a weird, it, it's so weird because I, I see, you know, like the, the feedback from the fans, a lot good some bad um and and people being confused about decisions that i made at times but me thinking no but i freaking won i did the right thing i freaking won so it's it's kind of it added another layer of complexity and fun to watching the show yeah, I, I think that's super cool. Uh, this season, for me, it's been such a, a big one in terms of representation. We have the cast, 50%, um, POC. H- how does it feel for you, one, being the first Southeast Asian winner of Survivor? And also, I, I think this is maybe eight or nine seasons since Sarah Lucina won, the first woman to win Survivor. What does that mean to you? My goodness. I, I came into the game thinking, okay, I don't need to – I don't need to like make a statement or make history or whatever. I just want to go in and be myself and focus on that and then get to the end and win, which I did. And then I think after the game was over and seeing the reception from everyone, all these communities of people who are fans, like Canadians, Filipinos, women, Asians, immigrants, like, I don't know, people who have purple hair, like 
all these people were able to see themselves in my journey and my win made them feel like they won. And it, it was just such an honor to, to give these communities. I'm part of something to celebrate. I get emotional when I think about it. Truly. It, it's the greatest yeah. honor. It's, I think it's really big. I think it's fantastic that you won. I know in the lead up to the finale, my chat thread, which is full of my survivor friends talking about the show, we were talking about the people that we would like to win. And you were one that came up so often. And I think you do represent um, a lot of people out there who maybe don't see themselves represented on mainstream television a lot. So for you to go out there and play, I think a really amazing game. And I want to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, Can you talk about your strategy coming into the game? And especially I think in the post-merge, because obviously pre-merge, it's about building relationships. We didn't get to see a lot of that. But in the post-merge, you really had to to start your game um, and try to build those relationships to get to the point where you did. Yeah. I mean, going into the game, I told myself I would bring in my lived experience. So I knew that in my regular life, I get underestimated a lot. So I'm going to go in. I'm not going to try to prove to these people that I'm smart or capable or anything. I'm going to let them think whatever they want about me. And then that'll be their downfall. So I really wanted to play under the radar and then rely on um, knowing that I'm a perceptive person to really observe like, okay, how are pe- who is in power? How are people feeling about the power? How are people feeling about their own place in the game? And then through you know finding out and learning about these people, how can I now take that information and figure out how to tactfully work with them and build relationships to start to allow me to climb up and gain more capital in the game? I think that in the post merge, um, it, it was very clear like how the game was being run, and I saw that the opportunity was with the people who felt like they were at the bottom or felt like they wanted more power. Um, So really beginning the work and things on Survivor are not instant. They take a while. So beginning the work to really assemble a a team of underdogs to work together and um, dominate the end game um, really did allow me to like climb up and to become a key decision maker in the game by the end. Yeah, I I agree. I think one of your biggest strengths uh, was not allowing ego to influence your gameplay. You just played um, with the cards that were in front of you, which I think is a rare trait in Survivors um, sometimes. Can you talk about where do you feel like your game shifted? Where did you go from being a minority player to, to someone in power? What When was that moment for you? I think that the the vote that um, really changed the, the power in the game for everybody was the Shan vote, especially when we voted the 3-3-2 and split the vote. That kind of tore apart all of the current power in the game and we were able to totally flip it over because at that point then I was now in the majority alliance I knew I had good individual relationships with the other people in the majority alliance and I knew that after that vote I was pretty protected throughout and I had the opportunity to make decisions without people think I was the one making decisions um so the tables for everybody really turned after that vote yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about the hourglass twist as well? Obviously, it was presented in a really unique way. Um, it's great that you get your like own personal moment with Jeff, which is always a huge Survivor bucket list um, moment. But can you talk about um, that? And was there any debate internally that you wouldn't do it? Because obviously, the way it was presented on the show was if you didn't take the hourglass twist, you could have been the person that was taken out that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, when Jeff barely finished explaining what it was. I was already reaching for the hammer. I feel like he needed to swat my hand away and say, no, you're, you do this tomorrow. You have to think about it. I was so ready to do it. And I think that yeah. 
I think that what would have made it more complicated, you know, since the majority of the group I would have been putting in danger was the old Lubu, had um, I had any trust with them, it could have made the decision harder for me. But I knew that uh, it was evident I was at the bottom. It was evident while we were at Lubu, I was at the bottom. They sent me here. So it was very clear. So I knew that there wasn't really a lot of incentive for me to want to keep these people safe. And I knew that if I could smash this, um, get myself a couple more days, then they would just have to figure out like how to scramble and keep themselves safe. But it wasn't really my problem. Um, so there wasn't a really a ton of consideration for that. It was pretty easy. Can you talk to me a little bit about the Luvu days then? Because your like your perception potentially was that you were on the bottom. Do you feel that's that's a real perception? If you go to travel council, you might be the person that goes. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it's hard. I, I don't love like going back in time and thinking like it would have been this or that because like who knows? We never know. Even though I guess I do love going back in time because I did smash the hourglass. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that in the early Luvu days, the way that I wanted to play the game was just get into the bottom of the majority alliance. So at least I'm protected. I could prove my loyalty through how I voted. Um, and then I would still have options with people who were on the outs. Um, unfortunately, slash fortunately, through not ever losing, um, we never had to vote. So I think that that was a blessing and a curse for all of us on Lubu because I never really got the opportunity to prove to the majority alliance that I was truly with them. And then instead, you know, like Deshaun can get paranoid and like spread all these like lies around camp. And then that starts to um, shift things socially. And it became very clear that I was on the outs and I was on the bottom. Um, so I think that, yeah, had we voted at um, the old Luvu towards the end, I think for sure I would have been at risk. But at the same time, I knew that once you saw me in the field and actually playing post-merge, I was always on the right side of the vote. I always was able to figure out how to keep myself safe. So I'm not counting myself out. I think that if I was, if we voted on the old Luvu, I, I think I could have figured something out. Yeah, I agree with you, Erica. I think you're very savvy and uh, I think you would have worked something out. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Ricard? Because I feel like he was a really strong advocate for you on the jury, um, really trying to highlight your game um, to the other members. Um, what what was that relationship like? Because it seemed really strong. Yeah, like he and I hit it off as soon as we met at the merge. Actually, when I first joined the merge beach after I was exiled, it was like quite overwhelming because um, I had lived on the old Luvu beach for 12 days before that with only six people. And now there's 12 people. They're all running around. We had never done a tribal council scramble on Luvu. So I had never seen what this looks like. And plus I was just alone on exile crying to myself for two days. So he and I actually like pulled him aside. I'm like, can you like explain to me the process of how we do this scrambling thing? (laughs) Um, So from there, he and I, you know, built a friendship out there. um, And we did we, I think we had a little, a lot of great times personally and, and had a lot of laughs together. But at the same time, in terms of the game, I think that we wanted to create opportunities to work with each other. But we also respected that both of us wanted to win individually. Both of us were huge fans. And I think that when it came to me voting him out, it, since he knew that my motivation was to win um, at whatever cost. Um, it, it didn't really like hurt him or offend him that I was able to, that I voted against him for him to go up. Yeah, no, absolutely, totally. Um, one last question for you, Erica. Uh, Survivor is a huge experience. What lesson have you learned about yourself from the experience of Survivor? Oh man, I think 
So here's the thing. When I was about to play Survivor in 2020, um, I did so much to get prepared. I was like, I need to become like the perfect Survivor player. So I was always working out, doing puzzles. I gained some weight, which sucked to gain weight right before being quarantined <laughs> for months. Yeah. Um, so I, I cared so much about being the perfect player on paper. And then after going through the pandemic, you realize you have no control over anything that happens in the world. You just have to take what you have and respond to what's going on. And I realized on Survivor. I just wanted to go in and know where I was strong and then know where I had weaknesses and really take ownership of that um, and just trust that I could make my way to the end. And I think I realized at the end, like, holy shit, I had what I needed to win all along. I didn't need to do anything special. I didn't need to do anything crazy or flashy, but just knowing who I was was enough to get me through the game. Yeah, I, I think that's a really um, true statement for people in life generally, just to be yourself. Um, Erica, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've had an incredibly busy day and a busy 24 hours. Congratulations on being the sole survivor. Um, it's an incredible feat, and I, I think it's uh, really wonderful that you won. I know a lot of people in my, uh, like I said, in my uh, Slack thread have been so excited that you have been the winner of, uh, of Survivor this season. So um, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, the first Canadian winner as well, those Canadian dollars. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you can buy a bit more than some other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. US dollars go a long way here. But thank you so much, Ryan. <laughs> All right. That's where my ex-interview with Erica, the winner of Survivor 41 ends. And that's my last one for the season. Might as well go out on top with the winner uh, of the show, which is really exciting. So a big thank you to Erica again for coming on and doing this ex-interview. I was her last one of the day as well. So she was probably tired. Uh, but I do appreciate um, her doing that at CBS and 9 for helping set these up. But yeah. Lots to talk about um, with Erica. I, I, I'm so interested where she'll go down in the history books for Survivor. I really wish we got to see a bit more of her in the pre-merge. I wish the edit had highlighted her a bit more. But post-merge, I, I think we saw a really strong player emerge, especially from the hour class twist where uh, we saw her confidence grow, her make decisions, and really put herself in the right position to win this game, build relationships uh, really smart strategically as well. She definitely shouldn't underestimate that. So, yeah. Very, very pleased that Erica is the winner of this season and uh, the greatest Canadian survivor of all time. She's the only winner. So uh, let's go with that as well. But a really, uh, really good player um, and and excited to see um, what the future has for Erica and Survivor. Um, lots of big stuff to come out of the finale as well. Obviously, we had the trailer for season 42 which looks great i i it seems like they filmed that pretty much back to back so uh i'm excited to see that drop see what changes they make between the two seasons i'd be interested in your thoughts as a listener at ryan v bring let me know what are the things that you liked about the season what are the things that you didn't like about the season i was really happy that they changed i guess from an editing standpoint after episode three which i really <laughs> goes down as probably one of the worst episodes of Survivor ever uh, in a season that I think is really strong. This is probably one of the strongest seasons of Survivor we've had in in a while. So uh, I really enjoyed this season holistically. The cast was really strong and quite good. Uh, so despite that poor episode, a bit of a shaky start, it did turn into a really good season, but less less manufactured twist would be my thing and just let the players play because when you see the players play we see them do really well so yeah really excited for that the trailer for 42 i'm not going to dig deep two into that there's plenty of threads out there go check them out on reddit and all the other places um to check out but excited to see a whole bunch of new players um which will be really fun there is uh when is that coming out march i think next year so wait for that australian survivor I, again the dms 
lighting up. I've had a lot of people message me about the project trailer uh, for Australian Survivor and that Australian Survivor, there is going to be a exclusive look into the new year. Yes, they are ramping up. My understanding is it's probably going to air in February, so uh, it is going to be soon. There is going to be a trailer. Uh, we may see some returning player names announcing that. If that is the case, uh, I'll see if I'll do anything on that, but you can just follow my socials for that. It should be really fun. My recommendation is don't watch the project. It will literally drop on the social media platforms seconds after it's on the project, so don't waste your time. But uh, yeah, it should be really good to see the first inside look on a new season, which from what I have heard was a lot easier to film this time, which is uh, great and is not going to disappoint. So uh, excited to see how that all unfolds. But for now, if you haven't checked out the other X interviews, you can go down the stream, find them. Uh, all five, final five are there. Ricard one, as I said at the start, really excellent. So check that one out as well. But that's it. Until next time, the community has spoken. I have spoken. Erica, the winner of Survivor 41 has spoken. We'll chat to you sometime really soon. See ya. Bye.